Yo, yo, yo. Hello. <laughs> there we go. There goes the other teammate. Now we're ready. There we go. <laughs> All right. There we go. Let me just turn the sound up. Yeah. What's good, man? How you guys doing? Yo, what's good, good man? Doing? What is good? Yeah, we appreciate you coming on to chop it up with us, man. We appreciate it. Oh, man. I, I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't even know what to expect right now. I'm, I'm expecting to get <laughs> I'm expecting to have like a real life like check mark or the fucking cross off. I don't know what's going on. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Oh man, nothing wrong with that, man. We usually we keep it we keep it straight up. We just gonna talk our shit. We got some questions. We fuck around. I mean, it's nothing. We're not trying to get too serious. We're not trying to be Vlad TV and get people snitched on and whatnot. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good. I appreciate you, I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh no doubt, man, no doubt. So uh, I'm John D. I'm John D. Contradiction. I'm the one. You know, I'm the I'm the president. I guess you'd call it. And this is uh, JP. Yeah, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. So you like the Secretary of Defense, then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like our army. He's like our army dude, man. He he, he crazy sometimes, man. Him and Emma. I thought niggas the general. All right, bet. <laughs> but uh, so so for one, I oh I gotta ask everybody. So what do you think of the page? What do you truly think of the page? <laughs> All right. So when I first discovered you guys, I mm. found you guys through Demrick because I had seen what you guys had written about. Um, the whole like one week notice oh, and then about yeah. Demrick's project and everything. And from, so I look at it from two points of view. You know what I mean? Like I'm the person who actually is like checking it out based off of your guys' opinion on other people's projects. Mm. And then you can't help but to think about it from the artist's perspective. Yeah. And not even like, I feel like anybody who looks at your page that isn't an artist can almost relate to an artist because they think of themselves like anything that they're passionate about. They're thinking to themselves like, well, the, the the average person or like anybody in general in life is just going to be critiquing them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. you can't help but to be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of funny if they get roasted. But then you think about it like, damn, well, how does my shit stack up to somebody <laughs> else's? So it's like it's it's I mean, it's a good thing that I fuck with the page. and I, I appreciate and I think anybody could say they appreciate like the honest opinion because not everybody's going to like your shit. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? but yeah. The fact that you guys keep it 100, it's like you can't help but to respect it. <laughs> yeah we uh, yeah and i like when i like the whole the whole like concept of it like when i put the whole thing together it was honestly because um yeah, i'm an artist too like i rap a little bit but i was in like hardcore bands and shit like that and i started put you know i was like let me just try to send out my music to some blogs some review pages and like a and r's and shit and yo but please believe like i was sending them some stuff that i even felt was like kind of amateur like badly mixed stuff or like you know the struggle con like struggle songs and i got my i got chewed up i was like man they could have at least made it funny, you know what I'm saying? Like they could have yeah, at least yeah. cracked a joke. Like God damn. So from that, I was just like, yo, you know what? When I, I I'm, a, I've always been an honest person. When I talk to like my homies who rap and shit, like if they say something corny, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rag on them. You know what I'm saying? But it helps them. Like even though you know it's not as bad as like someone telling you like, yo, quit for life. You know what I'm saying? Like they make you make it funny. Like, but you keep yeah, it, yeah, you keep but, it real. Yeah, you keep it real. So that's we were like, fuck it, let's do that. Since no one, <laughs> since these A and R's want to be mean and shit in the back end and then some review pages they don't even listen to it they just go this is a good project we like this project blah blah yeah. blah 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 so <laughs> we like fuck it but uh <laughs> that Demrick one so that one week's notice was actually i think it was like our first review 
<laughs> it was like our first that's review so ever. crazy that was the first review how did you guys i'm assuming that you uh you either like found Demert because you're a fan of his or you got uh got up with him through like still moving and dizzy right and jaren bed yeah well i found that project because um well like just just like in just rapping in that whole movement that whole like you know the don't fuck up our beats and all that type of stuff um it was mainly through that, and I, I, yeah, I'm a fan of Demerick. I've seen he's played Long Island. I've, I've met it. I've actually spoke to him. He probably don't remember, but I've actually spoke to him and shit like that. And we did a review on it. And he, the reason we we, we started kind of like going at him, fucking with him, is because he bit like mad hard. Like he came at us like our first review. He's like, oh, you know, it's for your 20 followers. I'm like, damn it, I hurt. I'm like, we just started. <laughs> so yeah, so, that. so that we just fuck with jokes. Too, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> But at the end of the day, what's funny is like his album came out. We we liked it. We were like his album was dope. Like it was what I wanted. You know, it was what I expected from him. You know what I'm saying? Because like the one week's notice, notice, I felt like it was a lazy project. Yeah. So well, when the I think about the thing about Demerick too is it's like he's a. So when I met Demerick, I I met Demerick through my uh, like one of my best friends, like engineer, helped with my business partner. We produced together. His name's Overtone. Mm. And um, OT and him worked together for like ten years before I even met him. Back when he was doing Tangled Thought stuff. Um, and he was with like Be Real and all those guys from Cypress Hill and shit. Yeah. So um, we always wanted to do something together, but it was never the really right timing, you know what I mean? But when I met him, he was doing hooks for Jim Johnson. And he was uh, like, the first time I ever met Demrick, there's a there's an Usher record that has Rick Ross on it from like 2012 or 13 called Let Me See. And mm-hmm. he was actually writing that record. The first time I ever met him, we were at a studio and that beat was on before uh, Usher or Rick Ross or anybody was on it. So I was like, dang, I thought he was like a top 40 commercial artist, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. he's so versatile, it's like, he gets on anything, or not anything, I don't want to say he gets on anything, but if like if somebody's asking him to do something, as long as the bands are right and as long as the music sounds good, like he's down to do it, you know? Yeah. So I don't know who produced One Week Notice, and like I don't know, you know, what all went into that because I didn't I wasn't following at that time. Mm. But uh all I know is that I think that the project that him and I did it, it's more suited to what I think of uh, uh, of him as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, same. Like I I've known I've I've followed him for a minute. So to me it was more of like it was kind of i went into it like yo this is gonna be dope like i know a lot of these dudes and then it was like you know as, a, as like a fan of each of them individually it's like oh when they came together to me i felt like i felt like they just like threw it together like all right let's let's just get this out there so it kind of hurt you know as a fan it was like you know you know what i'm saying like sometimes it hurts like that like that last nas album that still hurts me you know what i'm saying yeah. we, we get it but it hurts <laughs> uh, for sure i mean you can't get it right every time but i mean like to them you know it could have been like just an experience where it's like at least like they don't get to see each other all the time you know mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like for them to come together and do something in a week it's like Demerick's on tour a lot dizzy's on tour a lot yeah there, yeah and you know, all those guys so yeah, i mean for yeah, them yeah. like half of the battle is like just the experience of like being together in a creative environment for the artists so like if they were happy with it you know like at the end of the day the music isn't for the artists it's for the world so like as yeah. long as they were happy with it and they walked away from it like i'm sure they couldn't ask for anything more and they like, it's a learning experience you know they know what to do better next time or what they should uh improve on or what people like so. yeah exactly yeah uh so um actually our third uh our third reviewer just joined in walko that's you you in here yeah it was good sorry there we go no it's all good it's all good we get it we get <laughs> I it i had to finagle the baby <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we got the squad here going so um you didn't miss much we 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 touched upon like the whole the one week's notice thing but um so i got you let's uh i want to get into the whole like before we start talking about the project, because we're gonna talk about that for for a good bit of it. But um, what got you started in music? Like, give us that background. Uh, well, I've been playing. My mom got me playing piano. Well, my mom and dad when I was like four. Mm. So I've always been playing music. You know what I mean? Like, 
I learned how to play piano. That learned how to. That taught me how to play trumpet and bass. Oh yeah, piano is good like for six everything. Six or seven different instruments. But like growing up, um, I like I wanted to be out on the on the like basketball court, or I want to be playing sports or kicking mm-hmm. with my friends. So mm-hmm. like I get off of school and then go to the court for a little bit, and then my mom would be screaming out the back door like Austin, screaming for me to come in and like she would make me play for my dinner. Or like you got to practice your scales before you do your homework and shit like that. So growing mm-hmm. up, I wasn't even really fucking with it because I was forced to do it. You yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. The fun was taken so, out of it. Yeah, I mean, I had moms and dads on me, and my my dad's been playing in a, in a group called Class of '60 something. I'm originally from Pennsylvania, mm. and um, he's been playing in an oldies band for like 25, 30 years, almost 40 now, to be honest. With you. <laughs> That's dope. Oh. Shout out to Pops with the sauce. Oh, Fact. Yeah, sure. He's been uh, he's, uh, in like the doo-wop groups. He's the he's the guy in the background. So you got the lead singer, then you got like the five uh, harmonizers. So he's the soprano. He's doing that like. Ah. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> <God. laughs> yeah, the sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So they had me playing for a minute, and then when I got into middle school, I learned how to play guitar because. There was this girl that I was feeling, and I was trying to, you know, I was in her with the white skin sauce, so like, mm. <laughs> let, me, let me get on some guitar and learn how to play a little John May. Your body is shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, let me, let, me, let me serenade you, baby. Exactly. So, Hit it with the LL Cool J lick lips. The thing about it was, when I learned how to play guitar, I was like, oh, shit, this is the first time that, like, like from playing piano, being forced to play, I was like, nah, I'm really about this shit. You know, so mm. from, like, eighth grade until, you know, I went to college, I was like actually really about playing the guitar and I would like practice every day. And like, because I've been playing piano for over like 10 years at that point, like I could pick up the guitar easily because in my mind, like all the chords made sense and all the progressions made sense. So I didn't have any lessons or anything, but I would teach myself off of like chord charts on the internet. Like I'd pick up my favorite songs that I learned how to play. And uh, and then when I got to college, I was doing like open mic nights and whatnot. And I had people coming out to see me and I would have like, 35 40 people like and keep in mind like this is back in 2009 and i'm playing at a small little university but i'd have like people from like the the frats and the sororities and like people from around campus coming out to see me and people would be doing flyers like oh come to our open mic night featuring austin sexton you know and this is when i was doing singer songwriter shit so i started thinking back then i was like you know maybe i could do something but i graduated with a degree in social science education i was supposed to be a history teacher i was working um in Pennsylvania, like getting my hours up, and I came out to California to visit a friend on vacation, and I played a little show out here, and people were really fucking with it, and I actually got asked to play a show for the Santa Barbara County Chamber of Commerce. So on that whole week vacation, I play, ended up playing like five shows and actually made some money. And I went home, like I flew home, and it's snowing out, it's like 10 degrees, and I was just in California in January at 75, and the bitches are fire. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I need, to, I need to go back. So I just took a a suitcase and a guitar and that jump my home's couch and, just, and, the, and, and the colder states the girls just be a little warmer you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> they hair grow fast i mean ain't nothing wrong with <laughs> damn but i yeah i took a, a back uh, i took a backpack of clothes and i took my guitar and now six years later i'm, I'm living in burbank uh, right outside of la and doing my thing man and meeting all the right people and trying to make the right moves and talking to the right people I'm just trying to live my best life. Oh, dude, you're that's that's dope, man. We we we've had a like we've had a good amount of artists come on here, and everybody has some sort of sort of dope story getting into it, but they always always took one crazy leap. <laughs> it's always something that's like, all right, we got to, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's dope, man, because it's it, to see it work out. It's like, yo, that's something that like 
people that listen to this, a lot of young artists that want to get into it or just anyone in general, like if you're miserable at your job, you don't want to flip burgers, you don't want to sit on a computer all day. This is like, take that risk. If you have, if you can take that risk, if you have the opportunity, you're physically able to do it, fuck it, right? Basically, uh, if you don't have kids. Hey, 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 you could take risks. With, all right, all right, relax. You just can't move nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be stuck. home by nine. You got to be back at nine. <laughs> you got to be home before the lights come on. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No, that's dope, though. Yo, first off, sh- shout out to homegirl who made you get your swag on with the guitar. She amused. I think she deserves a song. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, at this point, I mean, if everybody kind of knows me for making records that got names in it shit because my first project i got a, I had a joint called oana mm. and then off of this last project it got a record called paula i'm not saying whether or not these people are real uh just but you know uh, that may or may not be their real names that, yeah that may or may not be the real name you know but i will say that i write off of experience and uh you know yeah shout out to shout out to the girl back in 2004 who made me want to pick up a guitar and learn how to play John Mayer. So. <laughs> Fact. If it, wasn't for, you, if it wasn't for you, girl, he wouldn't have been crushing mad cheeks at school doing them open mics and shit, all right? So salute to you and all the cheeks, all right? Rest in peace, all them cheeks. <laughs> that's dope, though. Nah, that's fire, though, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's definitely a dope thing. And the fact that you make the music off of, like, experiences and real things, that makes it that much realer. Like, when I, um, you know, when I jumped, when you were like, yo, you should check out the project when it was dropping, I was like, yo, I'm going to give this a review. And I actually listened to, I listened to a bunch of music. Like, I grew up listening to fucking everything, but not like those people are like, oh, everything. I literally listened to everything. I was part of like the hardcore, old rock, all sorts yeah. of stuff. So when I listened to your project, I was like, oh, shit. I can immediately start hearing different influences and stuff that like, that hit home for me that made me enjoy it more like there was like i even i think i even probably mentioned in the review there i had a very like sergeant peppers like beatles feel to it like oh yeah you know what i'm saying and i was like i'm like i know he fucked with that project (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah Yeah, i'm gonna keep keep it a buck with you man when i was when i was making that project so like if you did if you've done like if you kept up with me since the first project and i don't know when you guys i don't know when we really started chopping it up but i had a project out for a year before i dropped Paula ep Mm-hmm. But that was more on some like R and B funk soul kind of like Yeah, yeah, I checked right? that one out. I checked that one out just like on my free time and I was like, Oh, this yeah. is definitely different. I could see the so, difference. So like people that have been fucking with me, this was kind of a shock because nobody really saw it going this way. But I've like lately I've just found this whole love for alternative music. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was a little bit nervous when you guys were like, All right, we're gonna do the review and I'm thinking to myself, like, Oh, these things are about to be alive. But but um yeah, I was yeah, I fuck with the whole Sgt. Pepper shit, but I was really inspired by um this group called the Zombies from like yeah. back in the late sixties, early seventies. <laughs> and like they like the whole like Crimson and Clover feel and like Vietnam era. That was what really inspired yeah. me because I was like the only person that I have heard done something like that and flipped it and made it sound dope, at least in like a R and B sense, is uh Miguel when he did Kaleidoscope. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of influence oh, on that. So I was like so I took a listen to that album. And I started to listen to do a bunch of LA alternative bands, and I was like, "Shit, I can get down with this," because everybody that knows me from my old shit, like, if they fuck with me, they're gonna try to get on this stuff. And not only did did it was was it received well, but I got a whole new audience of alternative listeners who were faithful as fuck. By the way, shout out. Oh all yeah, alternative, alternative people they they commit. <laughs> the yeah, fans they like, commit. They're, they're, yeah, they're all in usually. Yeah. They're all the way in. You know, yeah. I found a whole poor target audience with that. So it, it's working out, you know, but like it, it's nice to have people who like, even though you guys do run your site mainly for like hip hop and like R&B and rap, 
Like, it was nice and refreshing. Like, I was juiced when you guys gave me the good review because I wasn't sure what to expect. <laughs> you thought we was going to put it on a skillet just night. for the hell of it, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's the other <laughs> thing, too. So like, scared. you asked me earlier what I think about the site. Like, I love that even when you guys do give a good review, you got to throw that little that little hate sauce just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Just <laughs> yeah. for the flavor. It's you know? Yeah, no one's safe. Not even if it's good. <laughs> Fact. Exactly. But I, but I love that, you know? Yeah. As, a, as a viewer, not even like... As a fan of of the Not Your Man shit, like I I really like that a lot. That's one thing <laughs> well, I do look forward that. to when I swipe right and I see the thumbs up and the waves <laughs> and the nine point fives and the seven point fives or the zero out of tens. You know, like I'm expecting <laughs> I'm expecting something. You know. <laughs> no, we appreciate that. I mean, because like at the end of the day, we all just love music. Like when I was like hunting for people to put the team together, I started talking to more people that ended up being like the core of it and i'm like yo all of us just love different types of music like in general so we're like yo we, yeah, want... we have a pretty pretty eclectic taste yeah so we want to not be let down just musically you know what i'm saying like at the yeah, end of exactly. the day <laughs> even though everybody like some people they just look they're just like oh they're hating i'm like we're really not we give out more green checks than anything it's just yeah, certain new age stuff we don't want to be robbed of it like i love some new age music but some of it i don't like when people copy and paste and just think that's like enough to be good, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna exactly. call people out on it. No, I agree. No, no word salad. <laughs> yeah, no word salad. But that's why your project, like, it was so refreshing because it wasn't. It was different out of like the the nonstop yah yah yahs and all that you know yeah. the stuff that well, we I get. Well, I could never, I could never be that artist, man. Like when I first started getting into doing music, like when I first got into like Pro Tools and all that shit, like mm. one of my first plugins was Auto Tune, you know. So like immediately, I'm like, oh, all right, if I've got this, I'm gonna work with it. So I tried to do the whole, you know. Then this is back in 2000 and like 14, 13. <laughs> so like. At that point, that's when uh, R and bass had first kind of dropped. So mm. that whole DJ Mustard with the heavy auto tune on, uh, like the, that whole Chris Brown DJ Mustard. Tune. Yeah, yeah. So I was originally doing that at first, and like people were just who knew me for doing the singer songwriter <laughs> shit. They're like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get off that shit immediately. They were the Nacho oh, Man before Nacho. <laughs> they humbled you quick, like nah, cha 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 cha. No, yeah, yes, man, shit. It. I got the bad check real quick in the zero out of ten. See, but that's what a lot of artists need, though. A lot of artists yeah. don't have those friends that tell them the truth. They're just all yes, man, because they want to get the bag just like the, the artists out there. So they just let them put out garbage mm -hmm. and hope it sells. Yeah. yeah and that man. was my first experience being like, you know what? You can't, you can't do what other people are doing. Like, you got to stay true to yourself. Yeah, you got to make it a little bit commercial or, like, make it... I don't want to say commercial because you would immediately think top 40, but you have to... You do have to have some sort of um, equation to it where it's like you're doing verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, mm -hmm. or you're keeping you it have that mass appeal. To, a, to the standard user. You know, yeah, it's got to be. Listener. It's got to have a certain level of quality and catchiness too. To it, like there's, yeah, it's a exactly. science behind it. Yeah, because there's only so far you can go, and I, I hate saying this, but like there's only so far you can go as a unestablished artist who is trying to be too abstract. If you kind of know what I mean, like yeah. there's a difference between art. And then there's also, and then there's a difference between somebody who's taking their like their art but making it more appealing for a general audience so that they can acquire those fans. Because yeah. like I really think that once you have a core audience and once you have people who really appreciate you and fuck with you for what you do, then you can kind of go off the deep end a little bit and do what you want. Mm. But if you're trying, especially if you're trying to make money and you're trying to get established, I, I would for sure recommend like at least making it a little bit more general, general friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta even it out sometimes. 
It makes yeah. sense. You got to yeah. dip in and out. It's like I always tell people like it's like if you're playing in the league, you're playing in the NBA. Like you can't just dunk. You know what I'm saying? You got to sometimes get a jump shot. You got to sometimes throw an assist every <laughs> oh, now and then. You sure. know what I'm saying? You got to get the jumper. Shit. I <laughs> yeah. mean, Dirk started that. If it wasn't for Dirk, these niggas, these seven footer Kevin Durant wouldn't be shooting the way he is. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. And, and we run into a lot of artists who have this like, <clears throat> like they get a bad check from us, right? And then they're like. Oh well, I didn't. I didn't make it for you. I made it for certain people. <laughs> it's like you have a hundred followers. Who did you make it for? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't get in your don't get in your bag already. If somebody tells you it's not good, get better. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Or like, yeah, you don't have to take it full. Like, you know, like a lot of people just don't like hearing the word no. You know. That's, yeah. That's exactly. just really what it is. You know. And I, nigga, I've been told no so many times. My first shot that I had walking into a situation where people from like a major label like actually wanted to give me a chance you know what i mean or not give me a chance but they wanted to see what i was about mm. you know i got i got three shots with them i got to come down and like work in the studio but they wanted me doing stuff for other people at the time you know because they were they weren't necessarily sold on me as an artist but they liked my production and they liked my writing so i went down there and tried to you know add my flavor to stuff that was going on you know what i mean and like i just the reception wasn't the way that i wanted it to be you know so i've like i've been told no you know yeah but Bro, you got to be told no a million and one. You got to be told no 99 times to get that one yes, and then that, that's all it takes. Yeah. No, nah, it's true. You, yeah, so these, a lot of these cats, too, like, especially if you're brand new, you got to you gotta go in just ready for anything. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be famous. I'm going in here only expecting that. You know what I'm saying? Cause that, Don't act like you're already famous. <laughs> that, that's a that's fact. That's why L.A. so saturated with people who aren't making it because everybody thinks that you come down here by yourself. You know, I'm going to get an apartment. I'm going to get a job. Well, who do you know? Like, first yeah. off, if you don't have a team with you or you don't got people who are telling you no or trying to point you in the right direction or help you a little bit, like, you got to get the engineer. Then you got to get the producer. Especially like, if you're doing it by yourself, if you're just an artist, then you have to have somebody mix it. And mm-hmm. you got to have somebody master. Then you got to get your art group. Like, it takes a collective of like 10, 15, 20 people, you know? Yeah. And it's like, if you don't got one person on board or you don't got that person who's telling you, no, let's try to do it this way or do it that way to help you out, like, you're just gonna get ate up. Everyone's it's oversaturating because you know? everybody thinks they can just do it by themselves. That's yeah, just not the way that it goes right now. Yeah, it's crazy because like the way it is now, like everything seems like the appeal is like everything seems so easy. Like yeah, you can just you get you that software, you can make some beats. Yeah, you get you know you get a regular microphone, you can record yourself. Like the appeal is like yeah, you don't need to do all this extra extra stuff. But like there's still still some aspects of it that you just can't take out of the equation. Like yeah. you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? You can't. And I always tell people, I'm like. As much as you could be able to mix something, you shouldn't mix your own stuff. <laughs> you know, because oh, <laughs> you don't know I what put, you know. what I'm saying put someone rough else. Nose on my shit. Huh? I, put the, I put the rough like the rough mixes on mine, just kind of to get an idea of like, yeah. the way that I want it to sound. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, one of the like I said, that guy I was talking about earlier, Overtone uh, OT, he does all my mixing and mastering, and he's a part of the whole collective of like seven, eight, nine, ten people that we work with six who live in this house that i'm in right now that's fire and like like we got a whole studio at the house like we're on some brock amp and shit you know like yeah that's fire they're, three, they're dope three four setups in the house ot we already got the mixing and mastering equipment here we live here we live breathe it like we eat it we sleep it you know what i mean like yeah. you can't do your own shit so i go back and listen to my 1.0s compared to compared to the masters and the mixes that ot does and i'm thinking to myself like what the fuck were you thinking like <laughs> if you would have ever put that shit on niggas would have been like you are garbage <laughs> Complete like bad check, nigga. Zero out of ten. Oh yeah, zero out of tens across the board. Zero out of ten. Not your man. Oh, that's funny, man. No, hey, man, that's dope though. This is what's crazy is like 
um well, who was it uh well was it uh vic was it little vic he had the house of hip-hop pretty much too right he lived in like a house that was just like it was just like a bunch of producers and rappers i think but um yeah. that's dope man that's that's a dope thing like people people need that experience like instead of just the internet experience you know what i'm saying like the, the oh, soundcloud yeah. shit <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, you gotta live breathe and sleep it man yeah. and besides that like so i i was saying about the house that i live in so i live with an artist like everybody here is like my best friend you know what i mean like we've mm-hmm. been doing this shit for like three years together back when we were sleeping on each other's floors as a family Santa barbara sleeping in a studio mm-hmm. uh at our friend's studio because we didn't have a house at the time and you know like now we have a house in burbank um like I got uh, Vu. I mean, you guys are gonna learn about these guys real soon if you keep up with me. Oh yeah. But there's Vu. He's an artist and producer. Him and I work together on my shit. And then Mike. Uh, his name is Mike Lee. He's an artist as well. His shit's super fire on some like internet sir type shit. Mm. Um, so now we got Casey Benz, another engineer and mixer. Um, myself. And then we got Ot who mixes and masters. And then we got Susie. He's gonna be coming out soon as well. He's more on some like. I don't want to say he's like a clout rapper because he's not, but he puts his own twist on like top 40 shit. Okay, that, really that's dope. Like, yeah. yeah. And we all just literally wake up, make beats, do reference records, niggas go to work, niggas come home, do it again. I mean, I don't want to say it's like the stereotypical, oh, like we live in a house, so that's how we make music, but like it's it's a it's a real fucking factory down here. Bro. Yeah. No, that's dope, it's man. That's called, good. Called man. Investing in yourself. And that's going to be quality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we've been speaking of sweatshop, we've been running up the AC out here like every day for the last forty five days. We just got that electric bill today for like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> niggas are Ooh. sick. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> and and I'm complaining split. about like this New York heat. It's like ninety, and I'm like, yo, I'm dying I'm out here. here. I live in Florida. <laughs> see, well, see, nah, see, like, I, I get that New York shit though because it's, it's not just hot; it's humid. It's too, humid so, as like, fuck, guys. Florida. Okay, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got the alligators got AC and shit. You can see crocodiles and shit. Like, yo, you see this bill? <laughs> yeah. Shit ain't oh, sweet. Man. We invented AC. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, man. California got a heat too, so. Yeah, they got no, that dry heat. We literally though. invented AC. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, we're gonna fact check we're gonna fact check you on that walk google me <laughs> <laughs> so um so the last project um i want to get into like just the mind state you're in because this is a this is a a very you don't make a project like this unless things are going really good <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's yeah, a very it's... good vibey project like it feels good you know i play it my little two-year-old starts goofy dancing around like it's a good time you know what i'm saying so like i want to get into it like where where was your head at when you put this together i, I think it's funny that you say you're you're in a good place when you made it maybe musically but emotionally <laughs> nigga i was wrecked i'm was, light-skinned <laughs> Shit was not cool. This is a light skin album. (laughs) (laughs) But see, it was was Hennessy. Nigga, I wasn't even drinking Hennessy. I was drinking wine on this shit, nigga. I was on the wines. I was on the Merlot and the Cabs every day. He recorded the whole thing in a silk robe. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, eating sushi with with silver fucking chopsticks. Nigga, it was out of a wood pipe and shit. Dude, it's got such a it's got such a happy bounce to it, man. Like if you, yeah, I think that's. I, like I said, I was listening to it do a lot of uh, like '60s Euro rock and like '70s like psychedelic shit. Vietnam yeah. Oh yeah, we can tell that psychedelics in there for sure. Yeah. And, I don't uh, know if this is slander or not, but I low key got a uh, Childish Gambino Awakening vibe. Yeah, you know, I yeah, absolutely. There was a um, I used a lot of uh, Nord synth and a lot of those like 
different uh, synth textures. Like definitely, a lot of people said they got that Childish Gambino mm -hmm. feel. And uh, I, shit, I'm happy that people can hear that, you know, because that was definitely one of the influences. Yeah, that's but dope. My mindset wise, I was actually going through it with uh, with my lady at the time. We we had broken up, and <laughs> shit just wasn't cool. Uh, I wasn't really seeing her the way that I wanted to. We weren't seeing eye to eye on a lot of shit. <laughs> shit just wasn't shit just wasn't where it needed to be. And the project was essentially like all the things that I never got to say. And not, it wasn't just that relationship, but it was just thinking back on who I am as a person. And like, you know, you look at yourself in every relationship that you've been through, and I'm about to talk about some serious lights. Oh, shit, get, you, you get on it. Down, I'm light skinned you know? too. I feel this. You, you would like, you just kind of see like the mediums in every relationship that you're in as a person, you know, like one, you, you never, you always adapt, right? But then there's those little things that you see in yourself that you don't change every single time. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I just looked at all of those things that I never got to say in every relationship. But I mean, for the most part, it was for the one that I was in. And I was just like, you know what? I don't ever really change. So let me just say all the things that I never got to say. Let me say everything that I've always fucked up. And I was hoping that it would be relatable in that sense. Cause I was like, most people, you know, a lot of people go through the same shit as human nature, but I just kind of wanted to say it in a way that everybody could feel it. Mm -hmm. So, um, the music might've had like a happier bounce, you know what I mean? But the chords are in minor because I wanted it to have a little bit of a sad feeling. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of it was just like, um, I just wanted to kind of, I wanted to make it dark and mysterious, you know? Yeah. Just put it in some eerie shit. Oh yeah. It's got, it's got some tones to it, man. I got a, I got like a, like first listen, I got like a very warm tone to it for sure. And yeah. it was very relatable, but it's like, kind of funky, but the more, <laughs> but like if, like when you start listening to the words, that's when the real, that's when it really starts to, you know starts to blossom that's when it really starts that's when the dark stuff starts to come out and yeah. like for usually when we do the reviews we do reviews we do the first listen but like when i really start breaking into this i definitely know it's not like a good vibe thing but all around like if i play this for someone like on the street or something like that they're gonna be like oh this is some good you know some good times type shit you know what i'm saying like it feels good yeah. to just hear it's not like it's happy but it feels good to it's hear. nice to listen to yeah it's like sonically pleasing so yeah, well, that's awesome. but the words I mean, I when you get good, in there i guess it's good then that like shit if, if you do take the time to listen to it more than once like it's i'm glad that you see that there's there's levels to it and textures to it where it's oh like, yeah it's just layers music like, sounds a certain like way over. That's the words works and that's the shit like but that's the shit that like that cuts deep like like my girl's like a super super mush she's like a super sap she loves all sorts of stuff like this and yeah. i can guarantee you i I'm playing this for her she'll she'll probably start crying like she'll she'll start to get things because she's looking for that so this is yeah. something that can appeal just to everyone you know what i'm saying like but it's very relatable like it's super like you know light skin shit people can relate to light skins they don't want to admit it but that kind of grasp on something that's 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 the deepness that you're you're gonna grab like a real real fan base you know what i'm saying like even though it's cool like you know we chop it up on there and whatnot like the music like i'm a fan now like i looked up your old project because i'm like oh shit that he's making music and that's dope you know what i'm saying like that's that's needed now because you're not gonna attach to someone if they're gonna be rapping about drinking bullshit the you know lean and shit for the rest of their career you know what i'm saying yeah, so i'm gonna go fuck on your bitch yeah yeah, yeah you can't you can't hold on to that forever once you like mature up once you pass like 17 18 years old you're gonna be like eh, i don't know if this is for me right now i don't you know i might like it like on a ratchet level mm -hmm. but this isn't an everyday thing right for sure yeah so i i appreciate that man so uh, just to ask too, what so what's what's in the works? You working with any other like hit? Because I know you you rock with Demerick, and you said like you you did a lot of production on that project, right? Yeah. Uh, so me and uh, the homie Boo, we produced the entire project from top to bottom, mm. and then uh, OT did all the engineering, mixing, and mastering. Mm. 
But uh, as far as other people though, um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Super Duper Kyle. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, he's on Netflix now. Whew. Yeah, he just got the Netflix shout out, Kyle. Um, yeah, I produced a record on his album uh, Light of Mine called To the Moon, mm-hmm. and the album actually just went gold. So I'm now That's dope. Oh, nice. Hey, salute, hey. salute. Even though he's we gave, it, even Instagram though we gave it a red check, with the plaque. <laughs> even though yeah, we gave oh, it a red stamp, coming. we respect it. As soon as it. I get them, they're coming. I'm getting all <laughs> sorts of quality. Fact. When you yeah, post wow. it, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna harass the shit out of academics. He posting everybody else gold. All right, he need to post yours too. That's right, man. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so I got uh, I, I got that thanks to my homie Sunny Norway. Mm. Uh, he uh, he just got some shit on Logic's album with uh, with Ao, also now known as Nas. Um, let me think. Who else have I been working with? Uh, I'm gonna be doing some stuff with Dizzy right here shortly. Nice. Um, uh, let me think, man. Uh, it's more of as far as production goes, like on like rap and hip hop. Mm. Uh, it's anybody that kind of comes to the house. To be honest with you, like I've done some stuff. With That's Spindle. dope. Um, but as far as me as an artist, I'm more on some alternative shit now. So I'm actually looking to do stuff with people with like LA alternative people. So mm. I'm, I'm not sure if you would be familiar with a lot of the artists that I like, but like just on some stuff for the show, like I would say like Scoop DeVille, Demrick, Dizzy Wright, anybody that they can bring through. I don't know if you guys have heard of Euros. I think his voice is super fire. Um, Euros? Nah, I never, I never heard of him. You got to look into him. I produced, uh, there's a record on Dizzy Wright's The Golden Age 2 album. Mm-hmm. The first record is called uh, "Things Looking Up." The first uh, first record on the album, uh, Euros does the hook on that. You should do it. You should listen to it. That okay. Super let, me throw, let me take a so little quick note. Working with them, uh, yeah. Does anybody that kind of comes to the crib, you know, it's people that you know, Demrick knows or OT knows, because I'm starting to just kind of poke my head into the scene a little, little bit, you know. So I'm okay. just blessed is, for any opportunities. Is there anybody like real big that's on your bucket list? Yeah. Um. Man, that's a that's a hard question. Top like, five, question. top five. Give us like, the top like five. A, dream, dream. Uh, my, like my top five people who I want to work with, or like my top five artists in general. Not artists that you want to work with. Oh, that I want to work yeah. with. Okay, yeah. you want to make some um, music with? I would love to make some music with Pharrell. I think that's hey, cool. that'd be tight. Yeah, like Pharrell can is just a musical platform in any in any anything, genre anything. you can make anything sound super dope with oh, just yeah. his signature sounds yeah anything um, he's crazy I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Toro Imwa but he's um, he produced uh, on Travis Scott's rodeo album he had the song uh, I'll be flying high he has mm. the on that um, I'd love to work with him mm. he's actually uh, playing at this spot in Santa Barbara called Soho that I'm trying to get on the bill so I'd love to meet Chaz but his name's Chaz Bundy and it would be amazing to work with him uh, Kanye West, obviously, just yeah. because I just I just need to, I just want to be in this. I just got to see the process. I got to see this thing as fast. Dude, video. he posted some shit <laughs> of him working on Chance's thing today, and it, it looked oh, like yeah. a good time. He's having. A I good just time. saw that before we before we got into the call. <laughs> yeah, he looks I like he's having seen a good time. That, so Dude, yeah, it looks like it's gonna be up. a banger. It looks it already looks good. It's like a sample and him dancing his ass off. So they're gonna be yeah. like, oh shit. Uh, Kanye, Pharrell, Toro. Uh, you guys know Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. If you guys take could take a second, if you like, anytime this week, he's got an album called Currents. It's fucking incredible. Uh, he's a brilliant mind. He's an Australian guy, but his his tones, his signature sounds incredible. Uh, I would love to work with him. And so then, um, want some want some guitar shit? Truthfully, John Mayer, bro. John Mayer is hey. Eric oh, of our generation. That nigga is fire with the with the guitar. He actually helped produce um, Astro Thunder on Travis Scott's Astro. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, his yeah. Name was on there. A lot of people don't know that unless you keep up with it. 
So, and he's on some shit where I truly, like, I'm on the same thing where it's like music's in a place right now where like any collaboration is good. You know, like you yeah. can take singer songwriter and match it with heavy metal and then throw it into a trap beat and that shit could be absolutely fire. You know, yeah. it's about bringing different audiences together. Yeah. So, That's like what one guy dope. was talking about Susie in my house, he was in a, he was in a hardcore band. So hey. like you were saying earlier, like, like you relate on some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like taking that hardcore influence and putting it into like a top 40 sound like that shit that shit is dope like i love stuff like that so i yeah. think like any collaborative efforts are, are just much appreciated right now in 2018 and, and moving forward yeah that's fire so, that cool. definitely definitely something that like needs to be done like we're at a point in music where there's so much of like the same that's being pushed in front of everyone's eyes so it gives everybody that's like underground or like coming up the opportunity to just make something very unique and different you know what i'm saying like just to yeah. break the mold and that's what yeah. i'm waiting for um that's like it, uh it, What's his name? Bad. No, it's all good. Uh, what's his name? Uh, someone I, I was when I listened to your project, I was like, yeah, someone I would definitely see you work with. You ever uh, hear Hobo Johnson? What's the name? Hobo Johnson. I'm not. Oh man, Hobo he, Johnson. Yeah, he's he's on he's on a he's on a pretty big come up right now, and he's he's doing he's doing work. He's from Sacramento though. He um he he's fire. He's like he's mixing like kind of like rap, but with like like almost acoustic folk. Oh, that's tight. With like a twist it's of like weird, kind of though, like yeah. screamo. It's good. It's, like, it's, it's really yeah. It's very different, but it's, it's very dope. emo too. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's very. Oh yeah. He's telling like well, it's folk. I mean, folk stuff's always got like that sad tone. But he, he's Emotional. definitely very unique, and he's someone that like I would, I could see you and him breaking, you know, breaking a mold. You know what I'm saying? Like that. The two yeah. different type of sounds would be fire. But definitely check him out. Like he, he's killing. You know, I'm. I'll give you guys something too. Like check this out. There yeah. was a moment, probably six maybe five months ago you guys know uh juice world oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah right. there was a point where when juice world first came out uh, the homie in the house Susie, he was like all about it and he uh he listens to everything that like first kind of comes out from like hot new to world star you know anything that's kind of on the way up before it blows mm-hmm. ear milk you know digital drip all that kind of she was like you got to listen to this lucid dream record and when i first heard it i was like oh he kind of sounds like uh, I, at first, I thought he kind of sounded like everybody else, but, but more on an emo tip. Mm-hmm. But honestly, now, like, I think you could even take him and incorporate into that whole, like, acoustic, weird, like, rap shit. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? And, like, I, I would have no problem working with him either. I actually kind of like I like him. Yeah, his his sounds definitely, it, it it stands out a little bit more than, like, a lot of the other stuff. Like, I can yeah. see the direction he's going in because he's, like, twisting it. Is it, it funny how stuff grows on you, too, after a while? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I we did. I think it would be kind of dope to put a little Uzi on something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a mess. <laughs> he's a mess, he's but he would definitely do it. Universal, man. I fuck with it. Yeah, yeah, he does his thing. <laughs> everybody, go, everybody who listens to my music is going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's he's a mess. I saw him uh, at this uh, this venue on Huntington, uh, the Paramount, and like I was like chilling on the stage while he was performing. He like ran in through like the kitchen, got on stage, performed, and like ran out. Like it was such a cool <laughs> he's like a mess, dude. He like came in, did his thing, and dipped, dude. It was the fu- it was like, all right, he's doing the rock star that. thing. I saw that. Dude. He ran somewhere else, started performing randomly. Oh no, this is him <laughs> leaving. He performed his set and like ran out. Like he ran in and oh. ran out. Like I saw him from the parking lot <laughs> go through the kitchen, <laughs> and I'm just wow. hanging out backstage, <laughs> dying, dude. <laughs> he's a mess, bro. I can't uh, scratch that too. Life. He's living his life. best life. <laughs> can't be mad at. That. Oh man, so um. Outside of like those are artists that you'd want to work with, just top five favorite artists of all time. I guess most influential artists artists for you. Influential, fuck, bro. Oh Yo, yeah, no, that's a, a tough this one. Is, it's it's such a it's such a hard question for me, um, <laughs> because at any given point, like I'm just so inspired by certain artists right now 
that like I could even go like at the moment just the kind of person I am like I'll be like oh man this shit's this shit's goat level right here you know and then mm-hmm. like the next week I'm hearing something else that like just inspires the shit out of me so yeah nah, I um, yeah I mean I would say almost kind of the almost the same order as the top five people that I'd like to work with man like I think Pharrell's a goat I think Gay's a goat I think that um, Tame Impala is a goat uh, John Mayer for sure oh, uh, yeah. but like, if I'm trying to think man is there anybody else that I would really really want to go out of my way to just work with yeah um, I would be interested I, I don't know I really can't answer that honestly but also <laughs> hey, that's a right man, answer that's a good mention, answer mention, I'm gonna say Brock Ampton bro yeah oh, there. There. just because um, I know they're kind of in the same situation as us like everybody um, that's in their house and everybody that's a part of that group you know they just they just got signed and mm-hmm. they got a house to work in yeah. So, I'd be interested in seeing like their uh, creative and collaborative process. Yeah, they're they're dope, man. They're dope. That project, that last project you put out was dope. <laughs> oh, also, you know what? I'm also I'm gonna throw Frank Ocean in there too. Yeah, there we go. That's a good one. That's a really good yeah, one. Frank Ocean for sure. Frank Ocean, you don't know what he's gonna do on a track, and that's what. And like for someone who like, for the most part, like sings. You you would you like to think when you hear like a tune like oh this is what he's gonna do on it now nah, man Frank Ocean does whatever the fuck he wants and it's dope man he knows what he's doing yeah that last really, project, anything man. he touches bro it's just it's it's fire oh yeah and maybe it's because we don't really see him in the media that much and we hold him to such a high standard because a lot of people like I'm 28 so a lot of people who are younger than me uh, they grew up on Channel Orange. And I didn't hear Channel Orange until I was 20, 23, 24. Same. You know, mm. but all these younger cats they they hold Frank Ocean by standard it. because they grew up like in their 16s, 17s, 18s when you know you're having those life experiences and those things that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Not that you yeah. don't do that after, you know, 18, but like those childhood memories, they have that to channel orange. And I didn't have that. So when I first heard it, I'm like, damn, this is this is a beautiful project. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And yeah. I think this, this thing is incredible, you know, but I didn't have that that first, you know, encounter with Frank Ocean until like I was kind of, you know, just doing my music thing. And like, don't yeah. get me wrong, it got me inspired, but I didn't have those early childhood memories. Damn, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm high. I'm smoking weed for the first time listening to fucking Super Rich Kids. Or like, yeah. you know, I'm drunk as shit listening to, to Pink Matter and crying on my nigga's shoulder about life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't have that. So yeah. when I heard Blonde, that was when I was like, oh shit, this nigga truly is incredible. Oh and yeah. You need to listen to both bodies of work, but he's never really in the media like that. He's not really showing his face. He, he's nowhere, so because bro. Because we don't know what to think of him, except for the little things that we do know. You know, it's like we hold him to such a high standard because we don't know that much about him. Like if he was more in the public eye and more of a public figure, that I think that we would kind of just be like, oh yeah, it's it's Frank Ocean. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's dope. You, you know what's crazy? We wouldn't be like, oh shit, there's this mystique about Frank, where we're like, oh man, like <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't heard Frank Ocean's name. In six months, unless I'm listening to his project, but I know for a fact that the next thing that he puts out is going to be just as good, if not better, because he's on some super sentimental shit and he's always doing something that's ahead of him. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That that last project, that song Ivy. Oh man. That song. The singles that he dropped after after Blonde, like I fuck with Lens, I fuck with Chanel, Mm -hmm. uh, all those records, man. They're just so good. Like there's just something about that nigga's voice over a Rhodes, bro, that just makes you like, damn, I just. Yeah, I'm light skin as fuck. Lightest, <laughs> lightest dark skin nigga of all time. That's a fact. Nah, he's the man, dude. You know what's crazy? So like, a weird little experience. Like, I've actually ran into him at a hardcore show before, 
Uh, and I've seen him at one. I seen him at one, and I ran into him at another one. I ran into like almost all the Odd Future guys. There was um, <clears throat> there was uh, this this band Trash Talk that I'm like obsessed with, and they're from um, I think they're from Cali actually, but they whenever they played, there was like a couple of shows. Like I saw them in Brooklyn once, and like the whole Odd Future, like most of the Odd Future dudes were there, and he was just there, and I'm just like, man, this you know like this mysterious dude that like no one really knows about. Like this was way back in the day, but it was still like thinking about it now it's like that's what he's doing that's what he's up to he's out here listening to hardcore and <laughs> getting yeah. crazy you know what i'm saying like so it's like you wouldn't expect that from him especially listening to his body's work so i mean jesus so somebody got put an espresso machine going on there yeah but, uh, i thought it was me but it's not me <laughs> that's all right that's what the bootleg that's what the bootleg special comes with i was like i don't know i'm not even touching my phone <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my house connected to that good uh, LTE and Wi-Fi, bro, so I'm straight. There you go. There Watch, you Johnny's go. about to get electrocuted here in a second because it's uh, <laughs> set up. Yeah, honestly, it could be my, my side thing because, like, I'm, I'm also – my boss is going to listen to this. I'm also, like, working from home, <laughs> but it's on the side. But, like, that's, that's all good. You know, it is what it is. My shift is done soon anyways. But, um, all right, so on top of that, like, I know, you know, as an artist, you don't have a lot of time to just bump too much music, but, like, you got anything in your rotation that's been going on through your, like, headphones lately? Outside yeah, of your I stuff. Can't, I can't stop listening. You guys listen to, um, what's his name? I just, I've got the song. The song's called Charcoal Baby. It's by uh, Blood Orange. I don't know if you guys listen to him, but he just dropped the whole project. I, I, I this project, I, someone, someone recommended uh, this project. Is it on the list? Yeah, it's all, it, it's on the list. It's uh the the album's called like uh, Negro Swan or something like that. Yeah, Negro Swan. Yeah, some, uh, someone. The album itself. The album itself. Um, I I like. I'm not in love with it, but I am in love with some of the records on there. Mm. And it's uh it's recorded through. I think I read like throughout the year in different parts of the world. And oh, oh I shit! Just, I the record the record Charcoal Baby man like I would love to make something like that. Like as soon as I heard that record, he actually dropped it as his single. But as soon as I heard that shit, bro, I was like, this nigga is fire. So I was juiced to hear the whole project. Oh, shit. And maybe I was, uh, the other morning, I was out of running Canyon at like six in the morning, cracked out a five hour energy. So, like, I was more <laughs> focused on my breathing running up a hill rather than the music. But I need to go back. I need to go back and actually give the, the album a second listen. You know what I mean? But I <laughs> so, think first listen, it's a red check. You know, it's not, it's an orange maybe, but now next listen, it, it, it could be a, a green. It's, it's kind of my man's right now. But I need it's to, a pumpkin. Um, pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. <laughs> it's a pumpkin right now, but I think it's, I think it's a grower, bro. And I, I'm really inspired by his whole style, his mystique, and just his songwriting, you know? So I yeah. really, I'm listening to that really heavy right now. Um, I'm also listening to this nigga Omar Apollo. I don't know if you guys listen to that shit, his album Stereo. Nigga, that shit is fire. Omar Apollo. Okay, let me, Omar let me, Apollo. Let me check this out. Fire, bro. That nigga is a mix. That album, Ooh, everybody we I, can put I, this I put on the list. It, comes back to me like, I need to listen to this over and over and over again. Uh, Omar Apollo Stereo. Uh, to me, he's like a mix of Donald Glover meets oh, Miguel shit. with a hint of Brockhampton. It's it's ridiculous. That sounds wild. And this is one man. You just and gave this one, one man all sorts of power. This is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna put that on the list. I respect that. See, something like that, there's so much music out there that you just have no idea about. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Omar Apollo. Uh, I'm trying to think. Blood Orange. Uh, I'm really. I've been listening. I've been revisiting. Uh, you guys know Snow Allegra. Snow Allegra. 
Snow Allegra, her no. uh, her album Feels. I've been re-listening to that. that of course you're fire. listening to that with that album name like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, she's. I got to open for her uh, in Santa Barbara about three years ago. And this was back when she uh, was released this record called In Your River. And it was fire. It's all it's all produced by Boy Wonder. And he, uh, she's an artist signed under him. But the, the album is just, it's beautiful, man. It's just shit that inspires you. Oh, um, shit. So, yeah, I would take a listen to that. You got me going through my, my Apple Music. And then <laughs> obviously came a long way just because, you know, I produced that shit for Demer. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, that title then, track is special, bro. I, yeah. I That title track really talked <laughs> to me, bro. That title mm-hmm. track, like, oh, man, I was like, fuck. When I, when I was listening through it, because, like, I didn't review it. We had our, our toughest critic. We had M review we it because he's always going back and forth. Not a Denmark fan. Yeah. Do the yeah. review and he gave it a check. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. liked it. And I, when I was listening through it, I listened to that song and I, I immediately I was like, all right, I'm gonna put this on loop for a bit. This song is fucking me up. And it, it really was, man. The story, the production, like everything. The I'm project like, was good. It was fire. Oh yeah. That title track is one. <laughs> that's what it, to me that that title track is what title tracks are supposed to be. They're supposed yeah. to just be like damn near sum up. The whole project you know what i'm saying and that that yeah. did that did its job so that's yeah shit. and and truth be told on that on that whole project so the story behind that is he he came over here to just record some vocals mm-hmm. um that he was doing for this group called the elevators they're getting ready to put out a project here soon and um he came over to record some records and then one night you know we were off the hand and i was like oh man let's make some he was, you know, on his demo like, Jay, let's make some beats, Jay. And I'm just like, all right, yeah. Shout out Uncle D. Like, that's the homie. I, I, I'll be, I'll be doing that shit all the time. But he's like, yeah, let's make some records. So I was like, all right, bet. So you know, Overtone got behind the chords, and me and I got blue on the drum machine, and I'm, and I'm on the on the keys. Mm-hmm. And um, we had made the first song. Uh, it ended up being full time finesse, and that's record ten. And he was like, all right, yeah, this is cool. So like, let's let's keep doing this. So for for almost two and a half weeks, this nigga would come over with two bottles, two half gallons of Hennessy every night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We would stay up. We, he would get into the house around like three, four o'clock. And, uh, you know, I'm still on the nine to five. Everybody in the house is working right now, too. So, you know, we're going to work and we're coming home and everybody works different jobs at different times. So, like, sometimes I'm at the house starting stuff and then I got to go to work. And then Boo's finishing up stuff while OT's engineering it. Her OT's not here at the house, so I'm engineering stuff. Just going back and forth. But every day for almost two and a half weeks, this nigga would come over with two and a half gallons of Hennessy. Jesus Christ. And we would just work, right? We would just get Uber East to the house and we would just be getting drunk, just getting lit, just making records, making records, making records. The dream. It got to the point, it got to the point where we got a Rouse right up the street. It's like our, our local grocery store. Uh, we got a Rouse up the street and we bought them out of Hennessy and they had to do their whole second order for us, <laughs> right? So shout out Shirley at Rouse. She knows us by name now. We would come in every night and just buy them out, right? Sometimes we would get three bottles, sometimes we would get four because, like, sometimes Dizzy would be coming over, or sometimes uh, we would have different people coming in, different engineers, shit like that. You know what I mean? Having Blue Breeze come to the house. But yeah, for two and a half weeks, we just worked on that project. And the last record we made was Came a Long Way. And the entire time, you know, when you're making records, you're uh, when you start making a project, you, you're trying to get a title or something to base it around to give the, the project an identity. Mm-hmm. And then. I'm playing the piano, like the piano lick that's in that record. Yeah, it's fire. And um, he just kept saying, he kept saying, I came a long way. I came a long way. Hey, he, I came a long yeah, way. he nailed it. And after, we, and after we made that record, 
he was just like it, at this point i just gotta this is what we gotta call the project and it just it just made sense because it was so crazy we were going out of our way to really try to figure out what the name of it was going to be we had like five or six different like titles and it just, we like, cool and it just it just happened immediately i think that's the way that it, it kind of always happens with artists yeah and that's how that went down and then i was super juiced because like in the hook i needed a sample or something like that because we used a couple of different samples we actually used our own music samples in that in the project mm. just for like little hints of sauces just so i could look back later and remnants be like dang i used this record but uh, in Came a Long Way, I actually used the chorus of a record that I have on my album, Good Sex, uh, which stands for Good Music by Austin Sexton, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's called You, and it actually has my dad on it. But yeah, we took that chorus and we flew it in to the hook of Came a Long Way. So if you oh, ever go back yeah. and you wanted like, a, little, a little Easter egg, listen to that record, listen to the chorus. Yeah, because I was wondering like what that sample was. Way. Cause like when you look up like a lot of times you could like look up samples too like where they came from and I was like nah, I don't know I couldn't I couldn't like put my finger on it. Yeah, that's actually my own record called You. That's fire, dude. That 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 makes sense too. That the that that's that track I would have been upset if that song didn't have a dope story behind it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how much I enjoy that song. Like, but the, the one of the best parts about that too is I remember when we were making that. Let me think. This nigga would go outside every like 25, 30 minutes. And he would actually call his family and people that he knew to like make sure the stories that he was telling on that project were true just to get the, the right names yeah. and the right deals and the situation. So he's actually calling people just to make sure that he's getting the facts straight. So everything that is on that record is completely true. Not oh, even just fire. the Game Long Way record, but like all the stories that he's telling throughout the album like it's just all true damn so he was he was busting up old cheeks when he was a youngin then that's that's one of the stories that stuck with me i'm like oh his mom's trying to try to blow up his spot that's right man he had the the pizza party thanks mm -hmm. to papa john's off the food stamps <laughs> yeah that was fire man that's fucking dope man that that's a that's dope man that that came together fire yo that that project I, like the more and more i listen to it too like it's better it gets better like but the the fact that like he hit he was like he immediately starts the album off like, yo, I'm I'm about to, I'm like 40 doing this shit. I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, like you're not 40, but he's, he's older. He's like 30-something. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I wouldn't, one, I would have never thought because he's extra light-skinned, so he looked young as shit. Yeah, I was about to say, he looked like he was in his 20s. Man. Yeah, but like the fact that like that, when you hear an artist talk about something like that and you really hear them rapping about it, that kind of gives it that fire too. Like, fuck it, yo, you know, you ain't never too old. Like, you know what I'm saying? Talk that shit. So that gave like that set the tone for me just in general. So that's dope, man. That's yeah, dope man, that you were part shit, of. That. Like, I mean, it's real shit though because like I'm still out here. Like I said, I'm 28, and mm -hmm. like I strive to be an independent artist that can pay his rent off of just making music. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, like I I'm gonna be there soon, and I like I'm not saying that like on some like flex shit, but like I believe I truly believe this me as an artist that like I will be there soon. Yeah, and that fact. means been through so much shit, and he's been doing it just honestly like he didn't get into music until he was like 25 26 you know mm. what i mean and he's i think he's in his early 30s now you know what i mean but yeah. he's been doing it for just as long maybe even a little bit shorter of a period than i have and he don't gotta pay his bills or he doesn't have to he doesn't have to work a job to pay his rent mm -hmm. he's doing it all off music so even though he might not be the most like he ain't a top 40 artist right now you know what i mean he's still making a living and he can live his life well he can travel he can take trips he can eat the lobster and the and the shrimps mm -hmm. off of his own music, you know. Yeah, that's fine. That's inspiring. Poor fan base. Yeah, that's inspiring. You know, you're going to be a top forty artist. Yeah, 
No, that's dope. I mean, that's what that's at the end of the day, that's what you want. You want what you love to do to be your job, like. And that, like, I respect that, bro. That's everyone's end game. Like, one day I want to be able to say I can do that. You know what I'm saying? I want to get the fuck out the corporate suit, man. I hate, you know, to button up shirts and all that, but hiding my tattoos at work. But it is what it is, you know. Nah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it's just, it's more of, like, not even just shout out to them, but, like, the shout out to anybody who's being able to live their best life off of sitting at their house or going through different studios with their friends and just making music exactly. that they love and people fuck with it, you know? So, just yeah. shout out independent artists everywhere because that nigga's, he's like, he's one of my best friends now and he's just inspiring. That nigga's like my big brother now. Like, mm. I just, I want to be just like somebody like him one day where I can say that I made, I make music and people fuck with me for just being true to myself. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, man, that's 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 the end game. That's dope, man. You know, salute to Demerick for that, man. And speaking of speaking of these, you know, underground artists, like what you got to tell some of these underground artists? Because a lot of them are stupid. You know, you can't tell them stuff unless you're doing stuff, and you out here making moves. So, what what would you tell if you had a little brother coming up into some music shit? What would you tell him to help him get his path right? First and foremost, I would say have a team and have a plan. You know, it is so rare that anybody blows up off of just moving to LA or putting a song out and thinking that they're going to change the world because at this point like just because you have maybe your music might be fire don't get me wrong like you can get somebody else's beats and rap one and it turns out really really good and like it sounds just like something that everybody else is listening to but if you don't have a way to put that out promote it right and market it and have a group of people that are helping you out with that like it's it's rare i'm not saying it can't be done but it is extremely rare that that shit is going to take off and you can't go into it thinking that you're going to change the world off of one song shit takes time you know you can't cheat the process when i first started doing shit i had somebody who was like i'm gonna put you in a studio and you're gonna make these songs and and you're gonna blow up and and that that was the least of what happened you know what i mean like that was the epitome of that was us looking at each other like damn what the fuck did we just do you know, mm. you can't go into it thinking that you're going to cheat the process because if every millionaire out there had a son that, or a daughter that they wanted to invest in, like the entire top 40 would just be infiltrated with just rich babies. And it's not that way at all. <laughs> fact. You know, it yeah, really it's is a fact. No, it's a fact. It's a hundred percent fact. You can't, you can't treat, the, you can't, you can't fake the hustle. You can't fake the process. You can't cheat it. You got to be patient. You have to be able to accept the word no. And you have to be able to have like, you got to have a strong backbone because like niggas will, Niggas will eat you alive out here. People will tell you, people, you'll have a bunch of yes men on stuff that is trash, and you will also have a bunch of no men on stuff that is actually really good. And it's finding that yep. that middle ground to be able to walk away and be like, you know what? Like, I can accept that this might not be as good as it can be. And that's just art, you know? Like, you gotta also find a place where you just need to walk away from it, too. Mm-hmm. You could be sitting in front of a computer working to death on a song that's already dope, and you can make it less dope because you did too much to it you know overwork it yeah overworking you know so uh i would just yeah i would say make sure you just you believe in yourself be able to accept the word no have a team trust the process and uh just put your all into it because if you go into this like i'm gonna change the world off of one record like it's great to have those high aspirations but you just need to understand that it takes time you know Mm -hmm. yeah and anybody that fucks with you like reach be just be thankful and supportive like right now i'm doing these paula t-shirts right now that i'm sending out to people i did a limited run of 48 i'm almost sold out and that's good for me you know Mm -hmm. but to every single person that buys a t-shirt like 
my wrist is fucked up right now because I'm writing like full page handwritten notes to every single. Oh yeah, I saw. I saw in your story you had all these notes. I'm like, man, what? What? Is, I'm like, what is this notes? What is this paper yeah, and, and pennies? Like, I'm, using? Just, I'm just saying thank you to every single person. You know what I mean? I'm writing a handwritten note, and I'm just writing whether I know them or I don't know them. You know, I'm actually taking the time to sit there and think like, what can I say to this person right now to let them know that I genuinely appreciate them supporting me? You know, you got to oh, thank your fans because if it wasn't for them. You would have no. You wouldn't be there selling the shirts, you know. Exactly. Like you, like you wouldn't be. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the people listening to you. Exactly. So you just got to be appreciative of every single person that fucks with you. That's a fact, man. Yo, man, that's that's dope. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I guarantee you, every single person that gets that note is gonna be a committed fan forever. You could do yeah, some reckless shit, it. and they're gonna have you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yo, I man. I don't care if it's forty-eight. I don't <laughs> care if it's forty-eight, or I don't care if it's a thousand forty-eight. Now I'm gonna care if it's like ten thousand forty eight because like I won't be able to play guitar and I'm gonna have a couple <laughs> niggas I'm I'm paying on the side to help write the notes I'm at least let them know what to say and they're gonna write it but I'm still gonna sign it you know? <laughs> but but for real like it, it it doesn't matter how how many people it is it's like even if you're playing in in front of two hundred thousand people like as long as you just say thank you that's it you let people and you let people know that you're just appreciative yeah you gotta be. Yeah, that's because it, and that's what fans want. Yeah, so that's that's, what, that's all fans want. They want to know. They want to be noticed. You know what I'm saying? They want they want to see it. Like I I can tell you how many of my favorite artists like they if I didn't get a second to like meet them or the way they came at me and it ruined my whole like the way I saw their yeah, whole career. You know what I'm saying? Like it fucked it up for me. Yeah. So felt like Chameleon Air. <laughs> <laughs> like hearing Chameleon Air curse in person. Like wait, he don't curse. I, that would break me. I would. I never want to hear that. But uh, that'd break your heart. <laughs> but yo man so we don't want to keep you all day we got you for an hour we, we locked you in yo you fucking gave us a dope one man we really appreciate it man one get your plug on plug where people can buy your shirts the album all that good stuff man so uh once again thank you very much for having me by the way like oh, i fuck man. with you guys heavy i will continue to fuck with you guys right heavy. back at you i'm bro. liking i'm liking the pictures Y'all can y'all can say I'm not your man's kind of your man. Just always be honest, because I think more than anything else, that's just that's it's just I'm happy to hear somebody give me constructive criticism. So thank you guys so much for fucking with me. Oh, for sure. Uh, my name no is problem. Austin Sexton. Um, you can find me at I am Austin Sexton on Instagram, Twitter. I, I'm not the greatest tweeter, but uh, it's <laughs> Austin underscore Sexton. And if you want a shirt, if I don't have them sold out by the time this comes out, uh, just DM me. I'm just doing Venmo or PayPal or Cash App or whatever it is. Uh, the thirty dollars that includes the shipping to your to your door. I'm writing notes just to let everybody know that I appreciate them fucking with me. And the album is on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can find it. Uh, it's called Paola. And um, yeah, if you're trying to get your uh, your light skin wave on, definitely go <laughs> definitely go listen to that. But I put a lot of time and effort into that one, so. Uh, I hope you guys I hope you guys love it as much as I had a good time making it. Oh man, we definitely appreciate it.